an awesome time in the presence of God. So thank you for those of you who attended the iGrow class this morning. And for those of you who don't know what iGrow is, um, check out CQ, check out one of your ushers out front, your care group leaders. We are more than happy to, you know, bring you in on the loop and let you know what iGrow is all about, okay? So coming up in a few weeks on October 27th, we have our next installment of Water Baptism. All right, so that's on the 27th of October. So those of you who are interested, if you're curious about what water baptism is, we encourage you to check the ushers, check with the office out front, C-Cube, you know, we're here to help you. We're here to guide you in the right direction. So if you're interested in water baptism, next installment will be on October 27th, right here immediately after the service. All right. So before we get into the offering part of the service, this is my favorite part. This is the group hug part. All right. It's group, group hug time. So if you're visiting us for the very first time, by a show of hands, anybody visiting us for the first time? Any visitors in our midst, first time? Nobody wants a hug this morning? Oh, that's sad. But, oh, there we go. <laughs> I'll give you a hug. You're awesome in Jesus' name. <laughs> all right, that's what we're all about here. You are home. You can feel free. You can feel comfortable right here in the presence of the Lord. Amen? All right, so offering time. So for the offering, for those of you who would like to give via check or electronically, you can do so via, um, what is it called? Push pay. Yeah, push pay, all right, by texting to IFGF 77977, and you can give online or via the offering box, which is at the back of the room, all right? So before we turn the microphone over to Pastor Ewan to invite our special guest speaker this morning, let's just bow our hearts in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we just want to thank you this morning for this awesome day, you know, Lord God, for this awesome worship, Father. We can feel your presence in this room, Lord God. We can feel your love this morning, Father. Father, we want to thank you, Lord God, for you know, all of your blessings, Lord God, big and small. And Father, we pray, Lord God, as we continue to give to this ministry, Lord God, as we continue to give, Lord God, that you would use whatever we give, Lord God, for the furtherance of your kingdom. Father, we thank you. We pray, Lord God, that you open our hearts, Lord God, to receive your word, Lord God. And Father, we pray, Lord God, that your word, Lord God, will come forth with truth and conviction, Lord God, sharper than any two-edged sword. Father, we pray, Lord God, that you would know, just continue to be in this place, Lord God. Continue, Lord God, to touch us as only you can, Lord God. We give you praise in no other name but your son's holy, mighty, and precious name with thanksgiving. Amen. All right, right now I'll turn it over to Pastor Ewan. All right. Good morning, everyone. Welcome again to I've Just Seattle. I really want to share my appreciation to all of you. Even though the Seahawks are playing at 10 a.m., you choose Jesus over Seahawks. So I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. I want to introduce our next speaker. Of course, he is not somebody that is a stranger. He has a lot of credential in, uh, within our church. But I, I think this morning, I want to uh, shift a little bit. Instead of 
talking about his credential, I want to let you know that he is also a fruit of the ministry of RGS Seattle because he was here uh, as a student being reached out by somebody that is your seniors. Uh, and, and today, he is here making impacts not only to the city of Bandung and Indonesia, but he is making impact for churches all over the world. Would you, Seattle, would you please kindly welcome Pastor Sammy Hartanto. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much, Pastor Irwan and all the leadership. Uh, I was here last summer, and it's an honor and a privilege to be able to stand on your platform uh, very quickly. So um, it's, it's always awesome worshiping with you guys. I think the atmosphere here is real. Even um, all of the people coming back from Seattle there, the people who are now serving in Bandung, the, the, the click is there, the atmosphere is there. And I believe it's valuable, it's, it's rare, it's very expensive. And I really encourage you to cherish it every single Sunday. What, whatever that we sing about in this place is not only touching the heart of God, but I believe God wants to touch each and every one of us every Sunday in this place. So I would like to invite, before that I didn't tell Pastor Irwan before, uh, I would like to invite all of you who who involved in the in the worship team, wherever you are now, uh, not not only the one who's serving today, but all of you who involved in the worship team, music team. Can you please just just stand up right now? I really want to pray for you guys. Wherever you are, you don't have to 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 move forward now. Wherever you are, thank you, Jesus. Uh, if you if you sit next to them, can you please uh, just stretch your hand and and just support them in prayer. Father, we thank you for, for the team. This is not just a team. This is, this is spiritual. They're, they're really answering the call of God to sacrifice. I pray for the anointing and the ability of Asaph, the psalmist, the minister of David, over the team in Jesus' name. I pray that they birth out new songs, prophetic songs, recorded from this place that can be enjoyed worldwide. You cannot be contained by the four walls of the church. The world and the next generation need to hear the clear-cut voice of God from you. I pray for every beat and every melody to be anointed. I pray, I pray, Lord Jesus, you, you give them the ability, the strength, the endurance to persevere, to, to wait upon your presence. In Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen, Amen. Can you, can you all please stand one more, one more time and tell your left and your right? It is a sin to watch football in church. That, that's, <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right, my name is Sam. I'm from, I'm from Bandung. It's, it's, it's good to be here. Um, um, Pastor Irwan is a, is a great guy. I love him very much. Of course, I need to say that because he's now the pastor of my two kids. I need to be very kind to him. So the title of the message today is None of Your Business. None of Your Business. 
So if someone asks you after the church, uh, after just church service, and they ask you, what, what is he talking about? None of your business. Just because <laughs> that's, that's the title today. It's none of your business. So um, in the Bible, if you're new, um, if you're a new Christian, the Bible is real. The Bible is the truth. It's the word of God. We believe in it. Um, in the Bible, after resurrection, some of the ladies, uh, they, they went to the tomb, and they found it empty. And there was this man, an angel of God, told them that you need to go tell the disciples to go to Galilee. I'm going to be there before them. Uh, also, this guy told the ladies, also tell Peter to go there. So they went to Galilee, and they had nothing to do. So they went on fishing in the lake. Um, by, by the morning, they, they caught nothing. And Jesus was on the shore asking them, kids, do you have food to eat? And they said, no, we, we've been trying to catch fish all night long and we caught nothing. And Jesus said, Jesus said just, just cast your net on the other side. And they caught 153 fishes. And after that, um, Jesus, uh, they, they knew immediately that it was Jesus. And uh, Peter swam ashore. Uh, Jesus was there with fish and bread, and they were eating. And Jesus asked him this question, the, this, this very famous question that Jesus asked Peter, Do you love me? Three times he asked, and, and Peter answered him, Yes, Lord, I, I love you. Then Jesus told him, uh, Then feed my sheep, shepherd my, 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 my sheep. And after that, Jesus, um, Jesus took him aside, and Jesus told him that uh, he's, he's going to die just like Jesus. He's going to be a martyr. He's going to be executed when, when he's old. So here we are, John, the 21st chapter, verse 18. Verse 18. This is, these, these are the conversations that Jesus had with Peter that morning by the lake, giving him the, the, the confirmation, the clarity of the future that he might have. John 21, verse 18, 22. Very truly, I, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you're old, you will stretch out your hands, and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. So it's clear that Peter is going to die. By what? By, by martyrdom, by execution. Follow me. Jesus said, follow my example, even, even follow my death. So it's clear for Peter. And then verse 20, Peter turned and saw that the disciple whom Jesus loved, John, the one who, who, who wrote this, John, uh, whom Jesus loved, was following them. This was the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him? Jesus answered, if I want him to remain alive, until I return, what is that to you? It's none of your business. Everybody say, it's none of your business. It's none of your business. If I want him to remain alive until I return, it's none of your business. But you must follow me. You must follow me. Other people's business is none of your business. But you, you need to follow me. When, when I'm reading about this, I, I have this question how can I really know the will of God in my life? We all long for clarity. Not, not even for next year or for the next five years. But by next month, um, I already live in Indonesia for 20 years after Seattle. Next month. 
by November 1999, we left Seattle to move back to Indonesia. So by, by next month, I, it's already 20 years since I left Seattle. Um, a long time ago when I came, was here, everybody called me Ko or brother. But now everybody called me Om <laughs> or uncle. What's wrong with you? Can you see? Oh, nah. Time flies, but you know, not only five years later or 20 years after today, uh, we, we even want to know what's the will of God for tomorrow morning. We want that sense of clarity. And it's good if you, if you have vision, if you want to write your plans, if you want to cl- write it clearly. If you, even if the Bible says that without vision, people perish. It, it's good to long for clarity, to ask for clarity from God. But sometimes in life, it's not clear at all. It's not clear at all. In, in the Bible, the, the children of Israel, they, they ask God about their lives or if, if they want to decide on, on some matters, they go to the high priest and the high priest has these tablets of stones on his chest called the Urim and the Tumim. It's, the, it's, a, it, it's filled with colors and all the alphabets, the Hebrew alphabets. And the, he's also holding two stones saying yes or no. So they, they, they go to the high priest and ask from him. And then suddenly, miraculously, the, the stones start glowing. And they can, they can tell from the alphabets the answer from God. But thank God that during, after the Davidic era, after King David's era, it's, it's no longer in practice. Even when, when Jesus was around, it's no longer there. Because we need to live by faith and not by sight. You know, even, even David, when he wanted to attack the enemy, he asked God, oh, should I attack or should I move, move from this side or that side? And, and God just answered through Terebinth tree. He, he, he just blow the trees. <laughs> the trees can whisper to David, move forward and attack. Really, it's in the Bible. Or, or move to the left or move to the right. Probably after this, you go to the forest and you just, God, speak to me. Blow, blow the wind. <laughs> but that's the only instant in the Bible God spoke to David through this method. Again, you need to live by faith and not by sight. But God wants to give us clarity over our life. It's good to ask for clarity. It's, it's not a sin to ask for clarity. But After following Jesus for more than 25 years, I realized that most of the time in my life, it's not really clear. I cannot depend on the clarity that I'm having today because most of the time I live with God in mystery. God speaks in secret places in our lives. So it's good to have clarity, but most of the time... Most of the time, we're here. So we need to depend on God. We're asking God regarding our future. We're asking about God regarding our plans. And He will direct our steps. So clarity is good, but most of the time, we live in the mystery of God. And both are good. But with clarity comes comfort. It's comfortable when, 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 when everything is clear. It's, it's comfortable when you, you're driving your car with no rain, with sunshine, and no fog all over. It, it's very easy to drive your car. So with clarity comes 
comfort. With clarity comes new insight. And we can ask that from God. But what if, what if you have no clarity in life? Can you still feel comfortable only relying your life on Jesus? So in our lives, we need to be ready for the clarity of God and then we need to be ready for the mystery of God. Of course, it's, it's comfortable to be clear in our lives. Uh, when I flew in last Tuesday, I took this flight from Singapore straight to Seattle. And uh, above Japan, we had this turbulence, very bad turbulence. And everybody was confused. I know everybody was restless. And the, the pilot says that... Um, don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, we, we need to go through this. We need to go through this. Tell your left and your right, you need to go through this. You need to go through this. And he was telling us, but it's only lasts for 10 minutes. 10 minutes and everything's going to be okay. With that clarity comes comfort. It's okay to ask for clarity. But without clarity, can you still feel comfortable with Jesus. With clarity, it's not only comfort that you have, but you will receive confidence. With clarity, you, you have confidence in life. There was this lady called Florence Chadwick. Florence Chadwick was a swimmer. She swam the British Channel. She swam the Gibraltar Channel. She, she's an open water swimmer. She can swim for a very long time, for a very far distance. So uh, she decided to cross the Catalina Channel between California and the Catalina Island. It was a heavily shock-invested water with strong current, and she decided to, to swim over. It's 20, 26 miles, the distance, from the California coast to the Catalina Island, and she was swimming. She was swimming, and she was escorted by two boats to keep the sharks away. And as she was swimming, the, the fox comes in. Even now, they call it the Florence Fog because of this event. So she, when the fog came in, she felt discouraged and she, she gave up. So they, she, they, they pulled her into the boat and they sailed to, to Catalina. And she realized that, that she was one mile away. From 26 miles, it was her final mile. And they asked her, why you quit? And she answered, because it's not clear. I can't see. I, I, I lost my confidence because... It's not clear. I'm telling you, church, even when it's not clear, put your confidence in Christ alone. And then the, she, she did three more attempts, and she broke every record that she made for the next three attempts. Of course, the clarity gives you confidence. But I really believe that endurance happens at the edge of your stamina. You don't need endurance if you still have all the power and energy that you need to go on with life. But you need endurance at the end of your stamina. And I believe it's a good training ground that God gives you. Three weeks, three weeks ago, I was in Masada, the Judean desert in Israel. Uh, Irma was there la last February, but she didn't have the chance to, to hike. I got a chance to hike three weeks ago. I did good. So three, three weeks ago, that was my fifth climb on Masada. 
uh, I was there with uh, five other guys from my K group. Uh, we wanted to do some excavation in Magdala, but they, they didn't issue the permit. So to, to ease our pain, we hiked Masada. That's, that's, the, that's the whole deal. So we, 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 we asked for permission. They, they were saying, no, you, you, you're coming too late. It's already 8.30 in the morning. It's going to be 95 to 100 degrees when you, when you hike. And my, my friend, he's, a, he's, he's an Israeli. He, he's, he, he's begging and pers uh, persuading the, the ladies. No, oh, they're, they're young people. See, they're young and they climb. They can climb, they can hike. Okay, okay. They, they gave us the permit. So he, we started to hike Masada at 8.30 in the morning. And true enough, in the middle of the way, I, we almost died. We really almost died. A hundred degrees, no shade at all. We were... We were so pumped and we, we forgot to fill our bottle with water. So no water, 100 degrees sun. And then, uh, the, when we were walking, my friend, Pastor Tommy from Chirabon, he, he also graduated from Seattle. He was like, he was like touching his, his, his chest and he was like, Philip Ko, Philip Ko. I, I know the name Philip Ko. He's the doctor in Singapore for, for heart issues. You know? <laughs> and he was like, Philip Ko, Philip Ko. And, and I know that two of his arteries are blocked almost 50%. I know. So I'm like, oh my God. Just don't die in Jesus' name. And you know what, what's that scary? The, the vultures and crows started to fly, hovering over us. It's real, guys. Three weeks ago, and it was like, Philip, go. Philip, go. <laughs> he knows my conditions. He knows all the medicine that's at the Stop doing that, man. You know, it's, it's too far away from, from down the mountain. It's still halfway up. What do you want to do? I cannot drag you. I can just, I can just kick you down. What, what, what should I do? So we, we we're climbing, we're climbing, we're hiking. And the next half an hour, we, we reach the top. And let me tell you, um, that climb three weeks ago was the most valuable climb in our lives. Because in my life, because I almost died. Three weeks ago. Then I know that, oh, I, I have the strength. Oh, I have the endurance. Endurance happens at the edge of your stamina. Even now, if, when everything's not clear, even now when you're living in mystery, I pray for endurance from God over your life in Jesus' name. Tell your left and your right, you have it in you. You have it in you in Jesus' name. You have it in you. Because breakthrough comes at the edge of your patience. Just wait upon the Lord. Irma said today, just wait upon the Lord. Breakthrough come. You, you don't need breakthrough when, when you still have a, a lot of breath in your lung. But you, you have breakthrough comes at the edge of your patience. And anything worthwhile is found on the edge. How many of you, if you, if you go to if you go to Grand Canyon, you say, hey, you guys go and see the canyon. I just, I just stay here in the cafeteria. Nobody will do that. You go there because you want to stand on the edge. It's, it's fun to be on the edge. That's, that's where your worldview is going to be open. The, you, you can't just say, oh, I just stay here. And let, you, you guys just have fun. No, no, you, you, you want to be on the edge. At one time, I, I took Nathan uh, outside Edinburgh. It's... it's it's called the suicide-proof cliff because the wind is so strong, you cannot jump down. You cannot. You, just, just, you can just stay and lean and the wind will blow you back. Like, ah, ah, for the last few thousand years. 
So uh, that day, if God decided to, to hold the wind for two seconds, we would die. You know, like, ah! But it's fun. On, on the edge, it's very fun. And I believe following Jesus is fun because we're, we're trusting Jesus all the way through our lives. Sometimes you're on the edges, but it's okay. He's strong enough to pull you up. It's okay. Sometimes it's, it's clear, and sometimes it's a mystery, but, but God always prevails. Anything worthwhile is found on the edge. So with clarity, not only comes comfort, not only comes confidence, but also you can find clarity by counsel. Peter is a man of counsel. He's part of the council in Jerusalem. He's part of the apostolic board in Jerusalem. He also conversing with Paul concerning all, all the rules and regulation, concerning the Jews and the Gentile. He, he's part of this big team. And, and, I, and I believe in our lives, to, to be clear, we need to be surrounded by people who also pursuing God, who also have this fear of the Lord, and the clarity will Will, will come. It's not going to be fast. It's going to be slow. It's going to be day by day. But as you willing to be encircled by God-fearing men and women, God will give clarity over our lives. In the work of, uh, in, 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 in Proverbs, the, the Bible never tells us to, that we, we should solve problems. No, the, the, the Proverbs, Proverbs was written by the smartest guy in the world. But, but in Proverbs, never say that you solve the problem. No. Proverbs says that we need to be surrounded by God-fearing people because the, the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Amen. We need to be surrounded by God-fearing people and wisdom will come and after wisdom come, then your problem will automatically solve His way and not your way. So I think counsel is very important in our lives. We need to, we need to have people who can give criticism in our lives. Young people, do not be afraid of criticism. Respect constructive criticism. Because God works through people. God speaks through the Bible. God also speaks through people, through your leaders. So respect constructive criticism. I, I really appreciate people who come to my life and say, Sam, what you're doing is wrong. And it's, it's valuable. It's beneficial for me and my family, and my ministry. So here we are, we, we, we're asking God for clarity, but most of the time, we live in mystery. And in, in this side, in mystery side, what we need to have is a clear mindset. Clear mindset. Mindset is very important. The, the Bible says that we, we need to renew our mind so we know what is good and the best will of God. In the mystery, what we need to guard our mindset, because when we have the right motive and the right mindset, all you need is time. When you're faithful, all you need is time. When, when, you, when you're faithful, it's like you're weaving a sail on your boat. What you need is time. God, God will honor it. God will give you favor. And you'll start sailing. When you're faithful, all you need is time. I'm going to show you um, uh, two videos. One is from, from Ute. Uh, I remember the first six months after she left Seattle and she, she, she lived in Bandung, she was miserable for the first six months. She, she didn't know what to do. She, you know, she, she felt bored. Uh, uh, she's a bubbly kind of person, but, but, but uh, inside, 
she felt horrible. But, so this is her story. Can you please turn on the video? Thank you. Hi fam, my name is Ute. IFJF Seattle will always be my home. But now it's been almost four years since I first went back for good to Indonesia and I call IFJF Bandung my home as well right now. Um, so in Seattle, I took community psychology and early childhood education for study. And I know for sure what I want to do in life. I want to work with children. That's my passion. That's, my, that's where my heart is. And going through the study, I feel like I'm living the dream. Oh, I'm studying it and I'm going to do it. I'm going to work in that field. Like going back for good. Turns out, I have to work for my family's factory, which is a garment factory. And I know nothing about it. I have no clue whatsoever on how to do it. I started from zero. I, I struggled a lot. I just don't like it. I become quite grumpy about it. And, and I don't like being grumpy. Um, so I passed through all that. And in the middle of my struggle, I remember your leaders in IFJF Seattle and the leaders I have in IFJF Bandung always remind me I have to be faithful with what I have. Even if it's a little thing right now, you have to be faithful in it. And I have to be grateful for the things that I have instead of focusing on the things that I don't have. And to just do it, they encourage me to do it. So the idea is here and it took quite a while to get it here to my heart. But somehow I managed. I said, okay God, if this is what you want me to do, then I'll do it. I decided I'm still gonna pray for my dream job, but I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna I'm gonna do well. I'm gonna excel in it. But I don't know how. I have no clue whatsoever. I feel like the first years I haven't the first year even I haven't really give or contributed anything grand to my company. I feel useless, I feel helpless. I feel clueless and I don't like feeling like that. And so I kept on doing it. I just I struggled but I kept on doing it. And at one point in life, God opened up a way. I started my research to do something that deals with children. And when I do my research, I met my now partners. There's three of us. And we talk about this vision that I have, that they have, and it clicked. It clicked just like that. We have the same passion, we have the same vision, and we talk about our mission, and and we grow from that, we, we, we build it from that, and we started with a trial class, so we make a free trial class, it's a pop-up sensory classes for babies and toddlers, and from then on, we move to a regular classes, and from the regular classes, we move to having our own space, our own space where we can explore more events, more classes to come, not only the sensory classes, we have music classes, we have English classes, we have so many more classes and in the middle of all that, I know for sure that none of it was because of me, it's all because of Jesus. I know really, really well that it's not by my power, it's not because of what I'm doing, it's all literally Jesus. So it's true what it says in the Bible. Isaiah 26 verse 7 But for those who are righteous, the way is not steep and rough. You are a God who does what is right, and you smooth out the path ahead of them. Truly, our God is a living God. He listens to our prayer. He knows what's best. He knows the timing perfectly. And I know that if I haven't been able to have that 
struggling process the first two years, I don't think I can be where I am today with my own business right now. And I'm living with my dream. I'm living a job that I love. I am not grumpy anymore and I'm I'm dreaming with my eyes wide open. So God listens, God do listen to your prayer. I hope this encourage you and have a nice service everyone. God bless you. Ah, she's talkative, huh? I told her one minute and she did four minutes. It's okay. And the next one is Pastor Raymond. He came back from Seattle in 2003 and uh, suddenly he, he was given a church to pastor. But uh, he survived. He survived. Like many of us, we survived. So, next, Pastor Raymond. Hi, my name is Pastor Raymond Nyotoro Harjo from IFGF Surabaya. I still remember back in 1996, I went to Seattle to study and then I met IFGF in Seattle to serve as a drummer, as I care leader and I care coaches and then, you know, together with my wife, I got married in Seattle and I have uh, my first kid in Seattle. Seattle has a lot of memory for me and in 2003, I went back to Surabaya and God opened the way for me and my wife to be the pastor of IFGF Surabaya. At that moment, I just say yes to God and the people in Surabaya at that moment is 60 people and now God is faithful. Now we have 1800 congregation in Surabaya and all together with region 2 is almost 3000 people. So God is faithful. Keep serving the Lord wherever you are and I'm sure God is faithful enough to open the way for you. God bless you. See, one minute. Can be done in one minute, you know, without all those, you know. So as long as you're faithful, all you need is time. Tell your left and your right, all you need is time. As long as you're faithful, all you need is time. So, no, so, so in, 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 when you're in mystery, do not be complacent. Don't, don't just pa be passive. You, you need to work on what the Lord put in your hand. Amos 6, 1, woe to you who are complacent in Zion. Woe to you if you're complacent. Even in the ministry, you don't know what to do. Just do something. Just, just do your responsibility. Do the basic things. And God, all you need is time. By the way, what, what uh, Pastor Ray, uh, he was talking in Javlish. You know Javlish? Japanese English. So, so if you don't understand, uh, someone will interpret for you. So uh, in, in, in the mystery, mindset is very important. And mindset is what separates the best from the rest. And I believe God wants the best things over your life. There was this, uh, this uh, young lady, Bethany Hamilton. He, he st he is, she, she is a, a professional surfer. She lives in Hawaii. And a week before uh, she, her left arm was bitten off by a shark while she was serving, uh, one week before, she was praying with her mom. Beside, beside her bed, they were crying and they were praying over the, the future of Bethany. Lord, I surrender my future. I don't know what's going to happen in my life, but I surrender my future. I want to be blessing for my generations. That's what, that's what they prayed for a week before the accident happened. Then a, a week later, she was in coma because she, she lost 60% of her blood. But two weeks after that, she started to surf again. So, uh, but, but now she, 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 she wrote this book, A Soul Surfer. And she spoke to many conferences to so many young people. 
It was a mystery. They were praying for her future, and a week later, that thing happened. We, we never know what's going to happen in our lives. It's a mystery. But as long as God is on our side, who can be, He can defeat us. And I think it's, 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 it is the mindset that you want to keep, keep on being fruitful in the mystery of our lives. God going to use you mightily. And I, and I think the, the, there are two things that are the hardest thing in life. Two hardest thing in life. Number one is when you've been lifted, stay humble. In the mystery of life, when you've been lifted, stay humble. Everybody say, say stay humble. Number two, the hardest thing in life, when you're in trouble, stay faithful. It's easy to say. It's very hard to, to really execute this. So within the mystery of your life, keep on sowing, keep on planting, keep on doing good. Because when you share your talents and gifts, they expand and become stronger. Talent in the Bible, when Jesus is talking about talent, it's not about money or, or gold bar. He always speak of talent when he, when he was speaking of seeds. So talent is not the thing that you keep for yourself. Talent is when you give it away, when you sow it away, and it will increase 160 and 30 times. So when you share your talents and gifts, they expand and become stronger. So in, while you're living in the mystery of your life, you need to guard your mindset. And then after that, you're going to grow mature. Maturity will come. And I think, and I believe that as we go in life, maturity is very important. And I think, I, I believe that you are an adult if your childhood is not your excuse. A lot of people blaming their parents, a lot of people blaming their past, but I believe in the mystery of God, as you put your mindset close to Him and to His Word, He will bring maturity. And you, 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 you go, you walk with God, and you, you leave your past, and I surely believe that the future is bright as long as you walk with Jesus. And don't, don't ever blame your past because the new future arises from God. You're an adult if your childhood is not your excuse. And I think uh, even in the mysteries of your life, even in trials of your life, God wants to bring you maturity. Um, my son lost his uh, passport two weeks ago. And I was very angry. Uh, I just arrived at Ben Gurion Airport, Israel, ready to pray ready to praise God. And I received this call from Seattle. But I lost my passport. What? I was so furious. Maybe that was the third time in his life that I was yelling at him. I rarely yell to my kids, but it's like, what? But God, God reminded me at that time, hey, you lost a laptop when, when you're his age. And my parents need to transfer 1500 bucks because I lost my friend's laptop. Hey, you, you, you're his age, you know. Oh, okay. And then the next time I call him, hey, Nate, hey, are you okay? <laughs> maturity, maturity. 
as you're maturing up with God, you can see failure as a beginning. Doing one mistake does not make you a failure. But failure is a beginning to maturity. Tell your left and your right, grow up, grow up, grow up, grow up. In mystery, you need to have a right mindset and then maturity will happen. And then after that, you're ready for miracle. Everybody say miracle. Miracle from God. Because without faith, can I have the keyboard is up? Because without faith, we play it safe. And without faith, we avoid growth. How many want growth in your life? We want growth in our life. But we need to have the right mindset. We need to be mature. And then we'll see miracles happen in life. So in our lives, there are clarities. And we also live in the mystery of God. And I think it is very important that we can, can balance these two things and keep on walking with God. Can you please play a bit like soft music? like twing, so. Yeah. It is called uh, landing. In production, we call it landing. So people can feel like you know, they're, they're, they're ready to worship and ready to receive the, the final note. It's very important when the keyboard is up, he's not like doing nothing, he, he, he plays. So the landing can be smooth. In production, it's, it's very important. Okay, that's good. So there's clarity and a mystery. And what I learned from my Christian walk, above all those two, above all the clarity and mystery, there's one thing that I surely know, that God is a sovereign God. He knows what He's doing. He knows exactly what He's doing. He's always in control. He's the captain of our boat. In the clarity and the mystery of God, God is sovereign. Sovereign means that He can do whatever we, He wants. But not only that, not only that He's all-powerful, all-knowing, all-discerning. He has all the, the creative power within Him. Not only that he, He's a sovereign God, I truly believe that He is a good God. He's a good God. In my clarity and in my mystery of life, not only He's sovereign, not only He's all-knowing, not only He's all-powerful, but he, He's good to me. He's good to you. He loves you. He loves you. He doesn't want to condemn you. He doesn't want to see you, see you die. He wants to save you. He's a sovereign God. He's a good God. And He's filled with mercy and forgiveness. So whoever you are, whatever your condition, you can now walk to Him. Bravely, boldly into the throne of grace. There's mercy and there's help in times of need. And I think that it doesn't matter anymore whether I'm clear about my life it doesn't matter anymore if I'm still living in mystery. It doesn't matter anymore. Because I know that He's all-powerful. He is good and He's merciful for me. He is sovereign over your life. He is good for you and He's merciful to you. And I think I can quote this, this verse with all confidence that surely goodness and mercy shall follow me 
all the days of my life in clarity in mystery surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life even when I walk through the valley of death surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life all I need to do is just just walk, walk to Him walk to Him boldly Lord I made a mistake it's okay just, just walk back to Him surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life who, who, who here who, who wants to be followed by goodness and mercy of God I want to be followed by, by goodness and mercy of God so it's, it's okay if, it's, if everything's clear praise the Lord if it's not clear at all it's fine God is with me surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever in your presence forever in your presence there is there is there is pureness there is honesty there is openness there's healing there's forgiveness in Jesus name can everybody stand I, I really want to pray with all of you thank you Jesus thank you Jesus if you think that the word today applicable for your life I don't know the circumstance of your life but if you think what I've been talking about relate to you at any point can you please raise your hand so I can see it and I really want to pray with you thank you Jesus Lord Jesus I pray for wisdom wisdom I pray for grit I pray for perseverance I pray for discipline I pray for the heart that, that longing to to be with you to worship you to acknowledge that you are a sovereign God but also the acknowledgement that you are good and your mercy endures forever Lord Jesus I, I pray that those who are in clarity they do not depend on clarity because we live by faith and not by sight clarity is important but clarity is changeable it's okay it's okay de de depend on, on God depends on his promises because there will be another chapter in life after this part happens the, the next chapter the next chapter will be revealed and those of us who live in mystery I pray for faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God you do not need to see the future in order to follow Jesus but you follow me but you follow me everything else is none of your business but you follow me so the, the deal here is not just clarity and mystery the, the deal here is following Jesus as long as you follow Jesus surely goodness and mercy shall, shall follow you all the days of your lives it's okay to be in the mystery it's okay put your trust in God but I pray for healing in the name of Jesus I pray for restoration in the name of Jesus you are sovereign you are good and there is none like you in Jesus name we pray and everybody says amen amen thank you so much pastor Sam how many of you are blessed come on how many of you are blessed hallelujah Lord Jesus again I really appreciate you coming this morning to church 
please come back again next week the same time and you know what just don't come alone right uh, you got to bring your friend and say you know what it's so good it's so good you got to come and check it out right uh, would you just lift up your hands and we're going to close in prayer thank you so much lord jesus that you are faithful while we are still sinners that you gave your son jesus christ to die for all of us to those who are hopeless to those who are struggling to those who are living in darkness we shall not perish because Jesus has provided us eternal life and a way out of the circle of our lives therefore today Jesus maybe we, we never understand what is going on and what's going through our lives but we are walking by faith because we know that uh, the Lord that we worship is faithful therefore today as we depart from here may we bring the mercy from the throne of the father the love through the son jesus christ and the confidence and the power that is given unto us through the holy spirit be with you from today till eternity till the second coming of christ and in jesus mighty name we pray and all god's people said amen wonderful sunday everyone thank you Darkness